0: You're listening to the Dare to be Different podcast, a podcast for people who want to live an extraordinary life. On this week's episode, Joe and Ed talk about how to communicate effectively
1: with others. Enjoy. Hey, Ed, welcome to the podcast. I am so glad to be talking to you today. Yeah, we haven't hung out in a long time. I know, it's been, been a little while. Well, life gets uh, life gets crazy every once in a while. You got little ones, you know. Yep. I, I have, you know, I don't know, life. <laughs> so. Yeah,
0: you're, uh, you're, what is it, your second youngest just graduated high school? Yeah.
1: Is that right? Yep, yep, just graduated, so I got one left. So One left, nice. Yep. Yeah, we.
0: Uh, I had a wedding this weekend. It was my first, like, big wedding thing I've been to since the pandemic started last year. Oh, yeah? Um, so I had that going on. I wasn't able to, to join you and her family, but uh, we love you guys. We love your, your kids and happy that you're continuing to move towards being empty nesters.
1: We are. We're getting close. I feel it. Like like now, like when we go somewhere, we have to worry about the dogs more than we, than we have to worry about the kids, which yeah. is which is a weird place to be. We're like, oh, the kids can hand, handle themselves, but we need someone to take care of these two freaking moose dogs that we have. So Yes. <laughs> So, but, uh, but anyway, uh, speaking of, um, speaking of the grad party, that's actually what I want to talk about today. My, my, my story of the podcast here is, is about the grad party. And this is like one of those ridiculous things. And I'm going to tell on my family a little bit because we have a little bit of dysfunction. I'm sure none of them listen to the podcast. So I have no, no worries there, but my, uh, my oldest younger sister, so I'm the oldest, right? So my oldest younger sister, um, didn't come. And I'm like, what in the heck's going on? So like by the like you know, ha, three quarters of the way into the party, I'm like, hey, where where's she at? What's what's going on? They're like, oh, she said that she was not invited. I'm like, what? What do you mean she wasn't invited? Like, I, like my family has been invited to everything that I've ever done, like kids' weddings, you know what I mean? Like any party that we have, anything that's going on, and. So, you know, we had a situation where she didn't get the invitation. She assumed that for some reason I was mad at her, and that's why she didn't get invited. The entire family got invited, but she didn't. Um, and now I'm like I'm like, doesn't she know me? Like, doesn't she know me well enough that I, I would never like I'm so forward with, with people. Like if, if somebody's upset me, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna let them know. And uh I had this, I had this thought, like, and again, this is like one of those weird things. I had this thought of I wonder who actually knows me that's at this party right now. Like who knows the real Joe? Like, and and you, if you really start down that rabbit hole, you realize that nobody does. It, it, again, that's a weird thought, right? But, right. Um, but, but really nobody understands every single motivation. Like you're the only person that has that inner dialogue that can see all of the pages of your, your novel being written, you know, in front of you. Um, but it, it just kind of led me to this thing like, okay, so if, if no one knows me, that means I really don't know anyone. It, hmm. again, I, I, I don't I, I have no idea why people do things or don't do things. I, the only re, The only thing that I have is my perception of their actions based off of my perception of their previous actions. Sure isn't that like you, you follow what I'm saying? Yeah. so with all of that going on, I mean, first of all, uh, that's a little weird to me. Like to have that—that that sobering thought that man, nobody in this world knows me. <laughs> you know, not even the great Ed Knoll knows. You know, everything that's going on in in, in my mind, which right. you know, trust me, nobody wants to live in there anyway. <laughs> so, right. But uh, have you ever had anything like that where you're just like, like, uh, you know, where it's like just so striking that your your the, the perceptions of your actions were so far off.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And. I've had it happen in both circumstances. I feel like I've had it where people have misinterpreted my uh, actions or or something I've said, and I definitely have been on the other side where I feel like I've misinterpreted somebody else's actions or something they've said. Um, And it can be a challenge. I think it was, man, it had to be more than a decade ago. Um, I remember coming to some state of emotional intelligence where I was able to kind of recognize that in my relationships and account for it. Because if it, <laughs> if you do end up in a place where um, it isn't easy to kind of make assessment of your own feelings as you're reacting to someone and and, and what they've said or what they've done and vice versa being able to understand how your actions or the things you say might impact somebody else. If you don't have a high level of intelligence around those things, your interpersonal skills are gonna be very limited and they're gonna be compromised coming from both directions. And I think it's gonna impact your ability to have healthy relationships in every sphere. It's gonna relate intimate relationships, but also professional working relationships. So it has to, you have to learn kind of a skill of, I don't want to say being able to assess people's motives better, but I think you always can have a better grasp of your own mentality as you're approaching conversations. And maybe that's what we'll, we'll get into a little bit today is how can I have a better mentality as I'm communicating with someone to better set myself up for success in my own mind as far as how I'm hearing them and responding,
1: you know, I, I'm so glad that you're further on this journey than I am because I apparently, like, I apparently have no emotional intelligence around this at all. Um, so, so I think I'm talking to the right person here because I, and again, this is just this is just the way my mind works, and I don't know why, you know, childhood, whatever, you know what I mean. But I'm perpetually thinking the the like the worst case scenario, and I'm trying to prepare for it. Uh, and, and, and a lot of times that also messes with my relationships as well, right? Mm. It messes with my perception of what's going on, right? So, yeah. you know, somebody doesn't want to do something. Well, I'm like, oh, well, that must be because this happened or that happened. And, you know, what did, what, did, what did I do? Or what are they planning? What are they, you know, what's, and you have like all of this stuff and it, and it creates inner turmoil, which of course damages that relationship. Um, it has no choice but to damage that relationship and maybe it doesn't damage it from their side but it damages it from mine right which then yeah. then i start acting different and then of course their perceptions of why i'm acting different come into play at some point um so
0: yeah i mean i don't want to i i definitely did not mean to give off like i perfected <laughs> <no>. emotional intelligence <laughs> and how to have healthy conversations Um, I just feel like it's something that I've, I've learned over and over again in my lifetime. And I'm continually teaching myself how to better, uh, prepare my own mentality. I had an employee recently, um, uh, kind of out of the blue contact me and they, they said a dreaded sentence, which this is a bad sentence in any sphere of relationships. They said, we need to talk. Oh, that's lovely. They said, we need to talk, which if someone says to you, we need to talk, your mind goes, Absolutely. To the worst case thing. Yep. Right? If you're dating, we need to talk means we're about to break up. Right. right? Uh, if you're married, we need to talk means she's cheating. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's like, this
1: is bad. <laughs> this like, could you imagine good. if you were at work and your wife's like, we need to talk? Like, you're yeah. going home. You're like, I'm out. Like, whatever's going on, like, we're – you know. Yeah, we we talk all the time. So for you to tell me we need to talk, <laughs> yeah, there's
0: a problem. Yeah, there's a problem. Uh, so my employee says this to me, and I remember going to my boss and saying, "Hey, this guy says told me we need to talk," and we just looked at each other. We're like, "Yeah, this this is gonna be a problem. Yeah, you know, something <laughs> something's wrong," and um and so I went into the conversation kind of assuming the worst, and the conversation was great. He. Had some personal stuff going on and needed some advice and needed me to help him walk him through it and how to handle it, how to deal with it. And I left that conversation thinking, why, why did I fill my own mind with such negativity? Why did I fill my own mind with such negative assumptions about what this possibly could be? Uh, instead of just, ah, man, I don't. The al- the alternative uh, is just kind of being open minded, I guess, to say, all right, well, whatever, whatever comes out of this this interaction. I'm gonna believe that I'm ready and prepared to handle it. That right. I've I've been on a leadership journey. I've been on a life journey long enough. I'm in, I'm in this position for a reason, and I'm gonna be able to handle it. So uh, there's two different approaches to getting the we need to talk uh, reaction. Same I guess same thing in a relationship. If your significant other says we need to talk, you can take two different approaches. You can really assume far negative things. uh, Or I guess you could just have an open mind to say, okay, what does my spouse significant other need to talk about and how can I help support that and go into that with that mentality. Um either way, if a significant other says we need to talk, you're right. You leave work right away and you go you go talk to them. Doesn't matter what it's about. Um, But yeah, it's there's a different approach in your own mindset whenever those situations arise.
1: You know, I I was uh I, I was doing a little bit of research for for today's discussion and uh one of the things that like, one of the keys, uh, as I'm trying to go on this emotional intelligence journey, uh, one of the keys that, that I found was that we should make our own decisions. That there's so many outside influences, especially in social media, um, that, that the news, social media, that has trained us to be negative. Um, which is really interesting. So there's this thing called confirmation bias. So it's uh, the definition of it is the the tendency to search for, interpret, favor, recall information in a way that confirms our pre-existing beliefs or hypothesis while giving disproportionately less consideration to alternative possibilities. So essentially, we figure out what we believe based off of whatever that is, right? And then everything that everything that that uh, comes in into us, Our perception is based off of those beliefs, Um, and and so so one of the best examples is especially during the political times, right? Where you have like Jimmy Kimball, Kimball will go out and and say this political candidate said this. What do you think? And and lists all of these things, and a person's like, oh, that's terrible, blah blah blah. And it's actually the candidate that they supported, you know. And and it's just they're looking for reasons to strengthen their beliefs. And, and, and those, so, so one of the ways that, that we can battle this, the one way, one of the, some of the ways that we can have emotional intelligence around this is to make a decision to decide for ourselves, um, which again is, is, it's, it's a, it's a weird concept to think about because we think that we're deciding for ourselves, but the fact of the matter is we're influenced so much that's, that sometimes we don't necessarily know what we believe uh, and, and, and we could, by, by simply changing what we think we believe, we could actually change our outlook on the world and relationships.
0: Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, to another example of your point, to you know bang the drum on the we need to talk example, I think um, when it's used in movies or TV shows, those words are always associated with something negative. And so maybe we our minds have been programmed to believe that those words are uh, always going to produce a negative conversation on the other side of it. Uh, but that isn't always the case. Uh, so the idea that you would decide for yourself is to try to try to put your mind in a spot that I'm not going to allow those previous things totally blanket my perception of uh, of an interaction with somebody,
1: right. right? Well, and and even the, you know, the uh, every, you know, one out of every two marriages end in in divorce, right? Mm. There's, again, there's these beliefs. You're like, man, I got a 50-50 shot here. You know, uh, that's a a belief that almost everybody that gets married believes that, man, there's a really good chance I'm going to get divorced. So when your wife says you know, Hey, we need to talk. You're like, well, I guess I didn't make it. I guess I'm, I'm one of those odds, uh, again, just banging on that, that same drum. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's, that's really interesting. And almost those statistics can become a little bit of a self fulfilling prophecy in a way. Yeah. Once they've been said for so long, then they just come true because people have said it for so long.
1: Yeah. My, you know, my, uh, you know, again, not me personally, but, you know, my dad cheated on my wife. So of course I have this perception that, you know, spouses cheat on each other or, or, you know, whatever those, those things are, you know, I have a, I had a friend who stabbed me in the back or, or I had a friend whose friend stabbed them in the back or whatever the case may be. You know, you're not making decisions for yourselves anymore about what your perceptions are. You're allowing outside influences to dictate what you believe. Uh,
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know what, what you've written down about this. But there have been, um, there there have really been two statements, and they kind of go hand in hand, for my own personal leadership, um, that I try to apply to every relationship. And these, these two statements, I think, help (coughs) position my own mind help position my, my soul, whatever you want to say, to go into a conversation or, or, try to analyze a dialogue with somebody or an experience with somebody in an open minded way. Mm -hmm. And so the the first one is the idea that I will always choose to assume the best. And so when I go into a circumstance, if someone says something to me, if, if an employee says we need to talk, My default, as we've been talking about, my default is to assume the worst. My default is to always go to the negative, always to think what is the worst possible case scenario. You said that about yourself. To some degree, I've seen that operate in you. And sometimes when leaders do that, I do think that actually helps you plan for – scenarios that might occur and can actually maybe better prepare you to handle anything that comes your way so that maybe that's another topic and how to assess a wide range of scenarios yeah and i Um,
1: I, and i think you're right i think some of these some of these uh we'll call them defensive strategies are really good in the business world right
0: they can be yeah but they're
1: absolutely terrible when it comes to relationships (laughs) you know what i mean yeah so but but yeah Um, Yeah,
0: assuming assuming the best in a relational capacity just says, Okay, I'm going to assume the best about this person, I'm going to assume the best about what they think of me, I'm going to assume the best about my relationship with them. Uh, I'm going to assume the best about uh, them and and where they're at in life and what they got going on. And, and I'm going to assume the best about myself that again, I am ready to handle whatever they throw at me in this circumstance. And, and, you know, That might not always be true, but you guys can solve it, solve it together. But assuming the best about people and their intentions and your relationship with them has helped give me such a more positive mindset around these interactions and these dialogues with people that allows me not to have to go into these, um, I don't want to say tailspin, but into these moments of such negativity or doubt around what this possibly could be, which is man, wreaks havoc on your own self when you just yeah. live in that place all the time. But when I can assume the best about my, my significant other and, and how they're feeling, what they think, I think it allows me to go into that relationship stronger and uh, how to interact with them. Same thing with my employees. I, <clears throat> I, I wasted a ton of time with that employee. He doesn't even know this. I wasted a ton of mental energy wondering about what the worst case scenario could have been for that dialogue with him. You know, Mm -hmm. no, the situation was totally fine, but my own mental energy was depleted that day for no reason at all because I choose to assume the worst instead of assume the best.
1: Yeah, it was actually my next point was assume positive intent, Uh, and Mm. I have like a, I have a like as you're as you're talking about this, I have a very stupid, stupid example. But uh, Alicia and I get up every morning. We have a Keurig, right? So whichever, whoever whoever gets up first and makes coffee for themselves always makes coffee for the other person. It's just, you know what I mean? It's just what we do. Um, Usually it's me, and I make her a cup of coffee, and and it's like, you know, I bring it in. Oh, good morning, you know, that kind of thing. And uh, the other day, she got up first, uh, and then I just went out and got into the shower, thinking I'm gonna come out to my nice cup of coffee made and stuff like that. She's out on the back deck like drinking her cup of coffee and I'm like, where's my cup of coffee? And, and again, this is just so silly and we joke around about it. We're like, where's my cup of coffee? And she's like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, where's my, where, where's my, So again, it's, it's as stupid as it sounds. So I'll be like, what the heck? I've made her the last yeah. 30 cups of coffee. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, she, and then, and, she, and literally, and I, I said something about it and she's like, well, you got in the shower. I didn't know how long you're gonna be in there. I didn't want it to get cold and and it, so again uh, you know one of the lessons in that is if you have a perceived bad intention of the other person if you address it in a nice way you're probably 99% of the time going to get rid of that bad feeling that was the result of whatever you're you're dealing with at the time
0: that that's a perfect example that is such a good example and the obviously the heart of your your wife <clears throat> really was making a decision that she thought was most caring towards you. Yeah. Right. And you, and we're so wired to assume the negative about people. Um it's crazy. Yeah. Assume the best. The the other thing I have that's really connected to that. I don't know what you have on your list, but um I heard a I heard a leader say this again probably a decade ago, but he said um to choose trust over suspicion. Mm, that's really choose good. Choose trust over yep. suspicion. And he said if there's a gap about something that you are not sure about. Choose to fill the gap with trust and not suspicion. Choose to give the benefit of the doubt. And again, that's very, very close to assuming the best, yeah. uh, that category of things. Um, but same thing. Uh, and I've, I've used this a lot in my professional relationships. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I am wondering something about how they're feeling about a situation or, um, th- any I don't know any struggle that I'm having in a professional relationship with somebody the ability to choose trust over suspicion has helped immensely in how I lead them how I get led by my leaders just preparing my own my own self to go and go into work and have the best possible day that I can uh it helps with with personal relationships if um If you would have chose to trust your spouse, uh, that when you're getting out of the shower, that you wouldn't have been so accusatory that she didn't make your coffee because she hates you and doesn't want you to be happy in the morning. I don't know, whatever you were possibly thinking. But when you choose suspicion, you're automatically just setting up yourself to think negative about this other person. Uh, But if you can choose trust, you're going to position yourself to potentially build on something stable and strong and and improve the relationship.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and that's uh, that's kind of the point of the story too cuz I could even see just knowing, you know, human nature Something as stupid as a cup of coffee in the morning could spiral into an argument two weeks from then. That none of that we actually have no idea what caused it. But it's like, okay, well, she didn't make me a cup of coffee, so I'm going to make it myself. Now I'm going to get a little bent, and I'm not going to make her coffee tomorrow morning. And now she's going, why is he not making? He's made me coffee for the last three years. I don't understand why. You know, why is he not doing that? Is there something going on? You know what I mean? And, And and so you know without That's having really without having that trust and the having the that that tough conversation too i don't want to i don't want to discount that either because i think that there are times where the distrust is so great for whatever reason that you have to have that uncomfortable conversation you have to right. be like look i'm not sure why this happened you know and and but it's bothering me and, and and i'd like to discuss it because our relationship is is too valuable for me to feel this way and and you know I'm sure it's something innocent, and you can have that conversation without being accusatory. You can have it without being, you know, having drama. Um, and you're probably the relationship will end probably end up being stronger for it than than weaker in that same exact circumstance.
0: That's so that's so wise. And there I know a lot of um, a lot of people. This. Well, yeah, this can work in, again, both spheres of relationships, professional and personal, but, um, I, I've known situations where in like weekly one-on-one professional meetings, uh, a common question that can be asked could be, you know, is there anything over the last week that you just feel like unsettled by, or is there anything over Mm. the last week that, you know, you just feel unresolved, uh, right. And it's a good question. You can ask that in a personal relationship too, you know, um, I, I, you could see that in you know, like a couples counseling type question too. And it's a good question to be asking because it then opens the door. If, if you failed to have that conversation in the moment, like if you went about your day really angry that day, uh, but then you and your wife were talking later on and you allowed the space, <clears throat> the opportunity for that question to be asked, it then provides the room again for you to say, you know what, there is something that was bothering me. It's, it's silly, but this coffee thing in the morning, you probably didn't think twice about it, but this is what happened. And it just <laughs> allows the opportunity to have the conversation needs to be that needs to be had. In most relationships, I would hope Definitely in personal and hopefully in your professional relationships, you got a healthy uh, workplace environment. Nothing really should be off limits. You know, we shouldn't be afraid to address any issues that, that might be uh, arising. Because, again, the, the end result could be what you described, that something small could actually snowball over time and become something big.
1: Right. Over nothing. Over, over absolutely nothing. nothing. Of, of, yeah. A perceived slight. Yeah. So, so the next thing I have is practice gratitude. Um, you know, yep. one one way of giving people the benefit of the doubt and changing our perceptions of the world is is the practice gratitude. It's it's one of our core um, values that we talk about on the podcast. You know, being grateful. Um, the fact of the matter is, we see in the world and in other people what we concentrate on. So, mm. if we if we concentrate on the negative. Um, which has happened so much in our world lately especially with the di- division of race and the di- division of politics and and all this stuff it just i feel negativity in the world like i've never experienced in the past uh, a big divide in the world or at least in, in the united states and in, in our you know uh, what we see and so but man if you flip that and you start practicing gratitude, maybe writing down, you know, get a little gratitude journal, write down three things every day that you're grateful for. You know, the, the fact that you and I can have a face-to-face podcast over the internet. Like, man, I am grateful for that. Like, that's, a, that's incredible. Like, there's, there's beams going through wires and makes us in real time be able to connect. Like, man, th- that is something to be grateful for. Um, you, you know, you just kind of come up with uh, two or three things every day Start seeing new things to be grateful for, and suddenly your perception will change, which means that the way that people are treating you quote unquote, treating you in your head will change as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, it just positions you mentally to be in a good space. That's it, right?
1: That's it. That's yeah. it. So, um, last thing, because you know, so there's some people listening to this who are gonna go, you know what? If I Assume trust. If I assume positive intent, if I use people are going to take advantage of me, right? There are users out there. There are people that you're in a bad relationship. That somebody is taking advantage of you because you do trust them. Because you do. Um, And my my last piece of advice that uh, that I have is is to draw your own boundaries. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, draw boundaries in in your world and in your life, um, and explain them. You know, let people know what they are, because, you know, if you have a boundary in your life that nobody knows about, it's a lose-lose situation. Like, you're going to get upset because somebody crossed your boundary, um, which means you're going to treat somebody badly because they've, you know, they've done a perceived wrong to you, even though they have no idea that they did it. Um, you know, so, you know, draw some draw some boundaries in, in your life. Um
0: yeah, I think that, I think that's helpful. And you're the only person that can determine what those are. That's it. Um, My dad, awesome guy. He um, tremendous leader, I, I would say he actually aired on, he was so willing to assume the best and trust people in his profession, that he did get burned. But he saw so much positive impact on his company and the mm-hmm. relationships with people that, you know, were were also kind in 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 return and, and faithful and loyal and all these things he had so much positive equity in choosing trust throughout his career that even the few times he did get burned it was kind of worth the loss and i i've i've carried that with me throughout my life um so you you set your own boundaries i'm not saying that that decision is right for everybody. You got to know what you can handle. My dad was a very secure man in his Mm -hmm. leadership and what he was called to do. And so he was able to withstand some hits. Uh, But for me, I've tried to live in the same way that I want to choose trust so much. And I want to assume the best about people so much that even if I do get burned a few times along the way, I'm grateful for the nine, nine times out of 10 on the other side that that actually benefited the relationship and helped push me and that person forward. So,
1: yeah, I'm, uh, I, and you're right, uh, you know, the, um, you know, leaning towards trust and all that stuff. But uh, again, there are, I, everybody has boundaries, right? I am yeah, sure, sure. Um, you know, for me, a lot of it is, uh, I won't I won't tolerate someone treating someone else badly. You, you know what I mean? Um, and it's like, Great example. You, you know yeah. what I mean? There, there's just, you know, within, yeah. within our, our manufacturing plants, you know, things like yeah. that, you know, where, right. you, you know, hey, look, if you do something, to personally hurt somebody, you yeah. know what I mean. Whatever that is, yeah. you know, start a rumor, treat you know something like that. Like there's a very zero tolerance policy. Um, yeah, and, and, that's good. And, and also, you know, boundaries for maybe how much you can be around people. If somebody is very very negative, right? So yeah, so you you can have too. you can have great perceptions of them. You can read into you can trust them and things like that. But you're like, man, I I can I can only see you so often. You, you know what I yeah. mean? I, I I can't have like you whatever you're giving off is, is negatively impacting me. And and a lot of times yeah. with people, this is a lot of their families, you know what I mean? Where you're like, Hey, look, I'm going to do this thing where I'm, I'm going to be positive. I'm going to be a great, um, you know, great light in the world. And you're just bringing me down and I, I can only tolerate that once a month or once every, you know, holidays or whatever the case may be. So,
0: yeah, no, that's, that's, those are really good examples. Yeah. I would, I would wholeheartedly back that advice.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and any mom that's out there knows that, man, you hurt somebody's kids. Mama bear comes out, like, <laughs> you know. So, again, there's just – but everybody has to make those choices for themselves, figure out what those boundaries are. So, But uh, anyway, Ed, this has been a fantastic talk. I thank you so much. I Like I said, I I've, I feel better about the fact that my wife didn't make me coffee the other day. Uh, Good. Um, that was the after whole point. This, uh, yes, I I, yeah. I I feel that you know we can have a good weekend now and, and hang out you know this week and stuff. So, but uh, you, you'll
0: start giving her, you'll stop giving her the silent treatment. <laughs> yes. that you've been giving her. yeah, it's
1: been four days I haven't talked to her. So, <laughs> I'm just kidding, honey. You know, you know I love you. <laughs> so if you're listening,
0: uh, she has not listen either, so it's all right. <laughs>
1: but anyway, Ed, thank you so much for for being on, and uh, I can't wait till the next time that uh, we can we can talk and try to go through this life together, figure it out. That's right. All right. Thanks, man.
0: Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the dare to be different podcast. If you got value from today's podcast, we encourage you to subscribe to our podcast. So you're notified when a new episode is posted. If you'd like to support our podcast, please review and share it with a friend. Thank you. And we'll see you on the next episode.